This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back with another amazing episode. This one is sponsored by our friends at Salesforce. Be sure to go to our show notes at www.amazingbusinessradio.com to find out more. I thought before we got into our interview, which, by the way, is with the amazing Krista Heibel from CH Consulting Group, what I want to do is talk a little bit about customer service from the C-suite to the mailroom. So I was interviewed not that long ago about why leadership in the C-suite should focus on customer service. And the questions I was asked seemed pretty appropriate. And the answers, uh, you know, I thought, oh, do I want to write these out or do I want to just um, talk to them and and record it? So essentially, I started by writing an outline and I'm going to share with you some of the answers that I gave to this question. So the first question from the C-suite, why is customer service and experience important? Well, what if we simply changed that to why is customer service important? Forget about whether it's the C-suite. Shouldn't everyone know this answer? Now, my response to the original question was, when we have competition that sells our customers competing products and services, why should they do business with us? What differentiates us? It's not just the product. It's the way we deliver the product. And more than the front line, it takes the entire company, especially leadership, to create the ultimate customer experience. So it may start with leadership, but then it has to permeate through the entire organization. And everyone everyone must recognize their importance to the whole ultimate customer experience initiative that you want to deliver. All right, second question. So where do we begin to become a customer-focused organization? And again, this shouldn't everyone know this? It starts with the people on the inside, the employees. They should all know about being customer-focused. And does that mean all employees, by the way? Recognize that customer service is not a department. It's a philosophy to be embraced by everyone. You've heard me talk about that over and over again. Before you can become customer-focused, you must become employee-focused. So practice internal customer service and experience first. The employee golden rule that I've been preaching for years is to treat your fellow employees like you want the customer to be treated, if not even better. In other words, what's happening on the inside of an organization is being felt on the outside by the customer. And the third question that I was asked is, what can the leaders do to impact customer service. Oh, this is a good one. Now, the original answer had to do with leadership defining the culture and creating a brand promise that is focused on customer service and customer experience. But here is where I take the position that when it comes to customer service, everyone is a leader outside of the decision to create a customer service and experience culture, which comes from the top. Everyone can impact the company's service experience 
in the culture. Just as a C-suite should model good customer service behavior, so should everyone. When people look at you, regardless of you being the CEO or the most recently hired for an entry-level position, they would want to emulate you for your actions because you're just somebody to be admired. This is your opportunity to be a leader, someone that everyone respects and just wants to emulate and admire. My friend Mark Sanborn says uh, in a book, it actually is the title of a book, he says you don't need a title to be a leader. And that's especially true when it comes to customer service and experience. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Krista Heibel about all things related to Oh, anything uh, for the CEO and the customer experience, how they link together, uh, how technology is a part of this whole concept of customer service and experience. There's a lot we're going to learn from Krista. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and we are talking with Krista Heibel, who is the founder and owner of CH Consulting Group. Now, she's known as a major influencer in the C-suite business and, uh, and in the contact center world, and she is an amazing strategy expert when it comes to all things customer experience. So, Krista, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Shep. Very happy to be here. Very honored. And I know this it was a very short introduction, and I like to keep it short because, really, I can go on and read all the wonderful accolades about you. But why don't you just give us a real quick synopsis on who you are, what your company does, and then we'll get right into asking some really important questions. Uh, absolutely. Uh, my background is I have about 25-plus years in and around the contact center space, sales, business development, marketing, and branding. So I have a broad background in all areas of customer and consumer interaction and touch points uh, with a heavy emphasis on contact center operations uh, back in the origination of my career. So today, CH Consulting Group is a team of about uh, 17 of us that come from varied business backgrounds, but a very high concentration of contact center operations and IT uh, strategists and operational experience C-suite leadership. So uh, we are an organization that are helping our clients navigate all things omni-channel, cloud, customer experience, uh, all those important business aspects. Perfect. And this is this is perfect for anybody listening, whether you're a small business or a big business. Uh, we're going to get some insight from uh, for lack of a better term, from somebody that's in the trenches doing it every day and with an incredible history 
of you know working with great companies. Now, even though you've been in the contact center world uh, for a lot of this time, I think all of this applies to whether you're whether you're a small company that really has no contact center, but everybody's involved in customer support and service, to the largest companies that actually do. So let's jump right into this. Whose job is it to deliver great customer experience? <laughs> you, I like how you like to jump right into it. Well, this, by so the way, our, you're the one you gave, and I looked at that first question because you know, just so <laughs> th- then now we're going to let people in on on how we make the sausage in the factory, and that is, <laughs> hey, I want some good talking points, and the first thing is whose job is it anyway? I'm thinking, well, that's a great way to lead off. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's an important question to ask, and one that maybe people aren't aren't reflecting on enough. You know, our philosophical stance is it's the C-suites job to drive and initiate and own the customer experience initiative um, and solution and strategy within an organization. We, we have yet to find really successful customer service, customer experience strategy and initiatives in place in organizations where that C-suite, CEO, C-level leadership is not in place. Right. And we talk about in my six-step process, which these people who listen over and over again have heard me say a number of times, it starts with leadership defining what the customer service and experience is by creating just a simple, what I call the mantra. But when it comes to customer experience beyond the initiative, who, uh, this is kind of a pointed question, who's really in charge of delivering the customer experience? Well, I mean, I I would argue the entire organization at some level is delivering the customer experience. So when we define customer experience, which sometimes I find maybe helps to do when we're discussing it because people come at this from different angles, right? We define the customer experience as any touch point between a brand, a message, uh, a logo, and a consumer or customer all the way through points of sales, service, and support. So if you look at that, that starts in the digital world with the traditional marketing branding team and then inevitably ends up somewhere in a support or sales organization. In a smaller company, a startup, that might be just a few people that are responsible for answering the phone, responding to email, and and servicing the customer directly. In larger organizations, that often sits within the traditional contact center today, whether that's traditional voice interaction and support or email or social media response management or any of the, you know, omni channels that we're we're communicating with consumers on today. And I'll go a step further that, that the guy in the warehouse who claims he has no, and I'll say guy, it could be a girl, could be a man or a woman, doesn't matter. The person in the warehouse, I'll be generically correct or politically correct or whatever. The <laughs> generically. So, But the person in the warehouse who says, I never have any contact with the customer, the reality is if they don't pack the, the box correctly and the parts come in damaged, I think they've had a huge impact negatively on the experience. So many times people are involved in customer experience and don't realize it because if they do their job well, it never comes back to reflect on them. Makes sense? Absolutely. And and one of the biggest consumer demands in this whole area of customer experience expectations today is turnaround time. So how quickly we respond to their email, how quickly we answer that phone call, how quickly that product gets shipped and delivered to their door, all is part of the customer experience. And it's really why it has to start at the top and it has to permeate the entire organization. 
Yeah, and if I mean the turnaround time means there's lots of moving parts to get something done. If I call up and say, "Hey, I need this tomorrow," how many people effectively touch whatever it is I'm asking for? Uh, whether they directly connect with me personally, it doesn't matter. They're part of this process, and therefore, you know, I liked I liked your answer where you said. You know, arguably everyone's involved. Well, there's no argument about it. Everybody is involved in the customer experience somehow, some way. My personal thought is it's a philosophy. It's not a department. It's not an initiative. It's not, you know, it's just part of the culture. So let's jump over to that CEO. And, you know, let's talk about how the CEO and other people in the leadership C-suite type team. And if you're a smaller business, whoever's in top leadership in that role. Let's talk about how they impact that experience and how really they create the overall strategy and set the tone for what's going to happen. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of this starts with priority, right? So, I mean, in, in a, in ideally in an organization, although there are times that we have to be reactionary and respond to something going on within the market or the business, uh, ideally we're operating with some sort of foresight and strategy. So, Step one in any good customer experience um, rollout from our perspective starts with a good strategy. And the the C-suite has to be involved from the standpoint of both helping define that strategy in sync with other corporate goals and initiatives and priorities. Uh, and then there's also got to be adequate resources and budgeting allocated to customer experience. So... Um, you know, we've seen organizations hire very mid-level resources and give them the title of customer experience manager, like that was going to solve all their customer service problems. <laughs> you know, the job was ill-defined, there's no budget, this is a mid-level individual with no authority to go really influence any other department in how they were doing anything. And of course, that initiative did not change for the positive, that that client's customer experience situation. But when the C-suite gets involved from the beginning and initiates this into the culture through, by creating priority, clear strategy, communication, expectations, and backing it up with the budget and the resources required to make it happen, then we see significant improvement and change. All right, so I've got two things I want to talk to you about. Number one is is budget, and the second part of it is if we were to give that, um, if that manager wasn't a mid-level manager, but actually somebody high up who's in charge of customer experience, maybe they're called the chief customer experience or chief customer service officer or just chief customer officer. Well, so two questions. One is let's talk budget first, but then only because I don't want to forget I'm throwing this out there. I want to talk about who actually reports to this person or you know, who does this person oversee? And it's a very difficult question because a lot of people don't understand what the role is of this very important person. So first, budget. You mentioned budget. Wh- where are we budgeting for this? Is it, where does it come out of? Does it, there's, is there a customer experience budget? Is it part of the marketing budget? Is it the support budget? Where does it go? Where does it come from? Well, I mean, th- that's a great question. And actually, that, I think it overlaps with your part two, which is what, what rolls up into that role in some ways, too, right? So we're, we definitely don't have a one-size-fits-all 
to any of our recommendations because we understand every vertical, every business, every where the business is in its life cycle, who their consumers are, their market, all is going to influence at some level the answer to both of those two questions, right? But from a best practices perspective, if you define customer experience as all those touch points uh, within the customer journey from initial introduction to you, through your marketing, all the way through that sales, service, and support module, then components of that customer experience budget might be sitting under marketing. Some of it might be sitting under operations from a contact center uh, management perspective. Um, if there's IT, budgeting definitely is involved in customer experience because part of being efficient and providing best service is automation. Right, and we talked about the timeliness of, of turnaround and response, which is heavily driven today by the emerging technology in this space. Um, so I think you see that budget kind of in each of those areas, and it's why it's you know it's a cross departmental uh, initiative, and so budgeting is going to look similar to that. And it's why the C-suite has to own the overall strategy, so that then when they look at who's going to own what pieces of it. You know, those teams are, are budgeted appropriately for what they need to do to enhance that, that CX implementation. All right, so let's talk about the leadership of this. Um, do you believe um, – I, I believe that this is my personal feeling, so I'm going to try to make it more conversational than asking a question. And you know what we ought to do? I'm going to set the question up, and then we're going to come back in just a moment because we're going to take a short break. So the question is, who really – does the customer, let's call them the chief customer officer, just as a catch-all term. It could be customer experience, customer service. doesn't matter what you call it, but this is the person that's going to help drive this strategy. Who does this person interact with? Who reports to that person? What departments are they over? Is it really a C-suite level type position? This is a big question for you, so think about it, and we'll come back in just a moment. Don't go away. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the Shepherd Letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Krista Heibel, the founder and owner of CHCH Consulting Group. And we are talking about who is in charge of this customer experience and who do they you know, have to work with and who reports to them and, you know, Let's just talk about that. I'm throwing this big, huge, big question out there. So let's brainstorm. I, I, I love the way you're presenting it because I think it is a brainstorm. I think it, again, goes back to a little different scenario for, for each business, right, based on the business structure and size and needs. I like uh, this very – this is a perfect answer. A good politician would answer exactly the way <laughs> – it's like it really depends on who you are and what you are and what you do and how big you are. And, no, but really, it does truly depend on that. But it, you know, that's why I wonder: is it a marketing person? Is it you mentioned IT? IT so involved. Um, the sales department. Well, there's huge customer experience there. 
So who gets it? You know, who, who does this CX person have to deal with? Um, I think, you know, we keep coming back to two departments. I think we've mentioned a couple of times in this discussion, right? So your main two points traditionally when you define direct consumer customer interaction are going to be the marketing department and whatever kind of a, wherever your service or sales center is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's a team or it's a more traditional contact center, um, you know, those are going to be your main points. So th- in some way, whomever it is that is responsible has to have some influence uh, and authority over those two areas. Oftentimes we find in our largest, you know, Fortune 500 global enterprise clients, there is a C-suite person driving that initiative. And uh, marketing and the contact center operations, service and support are traditionally types of teams that would be located under that type of a, um, a C-suite position. But in organizations that are smaller, and I know your audience is entrepreneurs running businesses of all sizes, in, in smaller, our smaller clients, it's really our CEO, right? And it's our CEO with their marketing head and their service uh, leadership that kind of are doing it in maybe more of a collaborative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller organizations can't traditionally maybe... Uh, justify that position outside of its traditional org chart, and they've got to be able to collaborate it on on it as a leadership team. Is right. our experience? Yep, I've got a friend of mine that just uh, uh, interviewed him. He'll be, gosh, uh, I'm trying to remember what when in the schedule. Uh, Jason Bradshaw, he's the chief experience, uh, or he's the director of experience, or he's some high level experience guy. In Volkswagen, yeah. <laughs> Volkswagen in Australia, and uh, we just, as a matter of fact, had a great opportunity to meet again. Uh, I've worked with him, but uh, we just had a really nice dinner in San Francisco not that long ago for Dreamforce, which is a big, uh, huge technology conference for Salesforce uh, users. Anyway, we talked specifically about the impact that somebody like this makes, and you know, this guy's looking at all the data. He's looking at across the board where is it coming from and then he's working with all the different departments on what they can do to increase that experience he believes if we just focus on a little bit at a time he actually calls it one percent just if we are one percent better and then we finally get there it's like okay now let's try and get one percent better again it's really an interesting concept but he he does have his fingers in virtually all aspects of the company which i think is important because experience should permeate through the entire organization yeah, and two other really work functions that you make me think about, and, and I agree with his philosophy, obviously, is analytics, reporting, mm-hmm. right? Because your customer experience strategy should be quantifiable. Yep. You Wait, can't you manage what you don't You should be able to track measure. and measure yep. mm-hmm. exactly what we're doing and see it move and improve, right? Um, so analytics and reporting capabilities are often sometimes also under that C-suite leader and quality control. So, you know, you have both a traditional quality assurance function potentially within any type of a service center or contact center operation, but even in your example of shipping and warehousing or manufacturing, right, quality uh, and QA can also be a component where we can proactively improve customer experience and can also sit under that C-suite executive position. Mm -hmm. All right, switching gears. Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned technology. Let's talk a little bit about what good, cool, fun, interesting, helpful technologies 
are coming down the pike or are already here that that are making life better for customers as well as better for employees who are working with customers? Well, you know, the buzzword for the last few years has been omni-channel, right? Mm -hmm. And cloud is another big phrase we're hearing about. So having the opportunity to be able to come with such a fast speed to market with new technology today in the cloud and make it available and get it implemented quickly has has created a really big stir in this whole space. So there's a lot of different tools out there. I mean, omni-channel in and of itself just means offering the consumer the, the right method and channel in which they want to communicate with you. So being able to support consumer or customer communication, not only through traditional voice and maybe email channels, but also web chat, SMS texting, and social media response and, and communication, all are expectations of the consumer today. And so those technologies need to be able to be in place. They need to be able to be implemented together well so that you're getting good analytics and data around where the consumer's preferences and where your organization is best serving the, the customer. So how do you keep track of it all? It's, it's all these channels and and how, you know, do we have to train people on all of the channels, one of the channels, you know, do individuals get expertise? I mean, help me out here. I'm getting ready to expand my support center. This is, you know, uh, uh, you know, hy- hypothetical. And if we're really going to be uh, on all these different channels, which by the way, we need to be because wherever our customers are, that's where we need to be. Whatever they think is normal, that's by the way. If there's outliers, I'm not too concerned about them. But if, if hey, normal is I need to be able to contact you through Twitter, I need to be able to post something on Facebook and direct message you. Are you going to be there for me? I guess those are the kinds of questions. How can we keep track of? Is there a software that does it all? Yeah, uh, um, there there are. This is a this is a difficult area for our customers to be navigating today, quite honestly, because. There's so much emerging tech out there, and of course, everybody says that they do everything, right? Um, We're slowly seeing more and more of the uh, customer contact center support technology become truly omni-integrated. In some situations, there's deployments for me to support my consumers or my customer communication across all those channels. I might have to have a couple of different systems in place. So that in is, that's a whole net. We could do a whole other show, Shep, on that. We might have to. <laughs> that that that's a difficult area. You know, uh, ten fifteen years ago, we had you know ten premise based voice management dialer platforms to choose from, and today there's over two hundred cloud based contact customer support communication products on the market to find. The the good news is 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 they're they're all still based on some of the best practices of voice, right? How quickly we service, how much time it takes to take care of the consumer, um, why you know the same analytics really apply across all those omni channels or all those channels. The key is just really figuring out, as you said, where is your customer, where is your consumer, and what is their preference, and making sure that you're there. And that you're on a system that's going to give you the same data and key performance indicators that you, you've always had maybe from your voice system so that you can continue to run most efficiently and, again, come back to quantifiable improvement and, and make sure that you're, in the, you're doing it in the right space. Right. For years, voice was the only way to go. And then people started doing email and, and then some type of uh, virtual response. And now, 
I mean, there's chat bots. There's, you know, the computer with artificial intelligence. You're right. We can go on and on. Yeah, AI is another huge, huge thing, right, which is really just about automation and, and creating points within the process where we can remove the human factor to make it more accurate and make it quicker. And there's a lot of fascinating ways AI is being used and bots are being used today. So here's here's the point I think we need to make is that we need to be on all channels for mm-hmm. our, our well all the appropriate channels. Let's let's qualify it at that. And there's definite technology out there that will allow you to uh, catch all of this in one program, maybe two. You mentioned. Um, bottom line is. Um, I think that if we're not there for our customers, it sounds to me like we do a disservice. We force them into a mode. It becomes inconvenient. Everybody here knows how big I am into convenience these days. <laughs> so, um, But it, I, as we wrap up, is there any final comments about technology? Um, I, I just think it's, you know, when we come into organizations to help solve a problem, create a strategy, you know, improve performance, improve P&L, we are always looking at people, process, technology. Those are the three pillars, right? So technology is absolute. It's always been important. The data and the insight the technology gives us about what is happening in our communications has always been important, but it is even more so today because it's really a consumer-driven situation, right? We used to set what the service levels were going to be. The consumer is now setting what service levels are going to be across every channel. And, and, and all the research says, if you're not there, they'll just go find somebody else that is. So um, building any strategy and implementation plan around the right technology is one critical factor of good CX. Yep. And to your point, uh, the customer setting the standard that they expect from you because they're comparing you no longer to your competitor, but to the best service they receive from anybody or any company that they admire doing business with. It's pretty much that simple. All right. We have time for one more question. This is what we call the one thing question, and that is this. What's the one thing you want to emphasize that we've already talked about or something new you think to yourself, wow, I've got to make sure these people listening to this show know this. What would that be? Don't assume because you looked at customer experience as an organization already once and you put a couple things in place that you're done. This has to be completed in a feedback loop where things are defined, implemented, quantified, analyzed, and then adjustments are made. Technology and consumer demands are constantly evolving, and and this isn't like a one and done, you know, check a checkbox. Yep, we got we got customer experience covered. That's not the way it works. And you know, there's a lot of hesitancy to sometimes bringing in a third party to look at it, but an objective third party that really understands the research, the options, the technology, and the best practices out there can help you do a really quick audit and upgrade that strategy where need be. Great. So the point is that this whole concept of experience is not like a destination. It's a continuous journey. And finally, uh, bring in potentially an outside party. And if they were going to bring in somebody like you, how would they actually get in touch with you? How's that for a perfect plug in a second? Oh, get in touch Shameless. with me. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless. So uh, CH Consulting Group, and we are at chconsultinggroup.com. 
you will find all of our contact information, emails, phone numbers, and everything available. We're active as CH Consulting Group on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We produce a lot of information and resources on this. As a matter of fact, we have a an ebook coming out, Shep, if you'll let me, Please. called The 360-Degree yeah. View and Guide to Customer Experience in the Omnichannel Contact Center. I want it. So right there, right in sync with what we're talking about, and lots of other resources available on our website. Great. And you say this is coming out. When is it coming out? Shep, I don't have that date. <laughs> but it'll be soon. It's coming out soon. It's yes, soon. I think it's to coming theaters out this near month you. <laughs> if you come to our website and sign up for our newsletter, you'll be the first to know when it's coming out. <laughs> I'm excited just thinking about it. <laughs> All right, Krista Heibel, thanks so much for being on Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Shep. All right, it's been awesome. Great insights, great insights. Well, everybody, that wraps it up for another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Thank you all for listening. Next week, we'll have another amazing interview. And until then, Shep Hyken here reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.